Welcome to season two of the SOAR podcast, the place for creative entrepreneurs who want to build healthier, happier, more profitable self-employed businesses. I'm your host, Ray Hyde Cornell, business mentor at Chiron Consulting and CEO and senior copywriter at Cornell Content Marketing. Get ready to soar. Welcome to the SOAR podcast, episode 48. This one is just you and me. So earlier this year, I asked our community to share with me a few questions or obstacles that they've been struggling with. And I said that I would address them in a podcast episode or a workshop, depending on which medium was the better fit to give you a solution. Today's episode is from a fantastic question that comes from one of our lovely community members. So that I don't implicitly divulge any information about her just for asking this question. I'm not going to share her name, but if you're listening, you know who you are. And I want to thank you for this question because it's super important for the longevity of a healthy freelancing career. So the question is, what if you have a partner at home or relatives who aren't freelancers and who don't necessarily understand the commitment and the challenges and the ups and downs how do you deal with that? And how do you stay the course? This is a great question and one that people of all stages of business face. I mean, I've been doing copywriting and content creation and have been self-employed for 15 years. And even though I now run a full agency team and my husband retired from his W-2 job to join my business, my family still doesn't really understand what I do. If it's not a brick and mortar business or one of those things that were you know listed out commonly when you're a kid and teachers ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? If it's not one of those things, my grandparents especially don't really get it or take it seriously as a quote unquote traditional job. So let's get into it. First, how do you handle the situations that come up when your family doesn't quite get what you do? First and foremost, it's about your own attitude toward yourself. Our closest friends and family members tend to know us well, so they know when you're unsure, when you're uncomfortable, when you're lacking confidence, you have to take yourself seriously. If they think that you just work odd jobs or you're a hustler or you're a couch surfing bum and you act like you don't know what you're doing with your life, then no matter what you say, it's only going to confirm their suspicions. Instead, you have to make a decision internally. And this is something that I've talked about a lot with regard to thinking of yourself as a business. You can't just think of yourself as a starting, a starving artist and kind of romanticize this whole persona. It really comes down to you deciding, I am going to build a freelance writing business. I am going to build a social media agency. I am going to build myself as a brand voice consultant. I am going to build a design business. Whether you want to stay solo or you want to build a team over time, it doesn't matter. You can be a business of one. 
And that's really how you need to think of yourself. And by doing that, not only are you committing yourself to building this future that is purely and entirely yours and on your terms, but also that energy of making that decision will come through every time you are talking to anyone about what you're doing. I mean, think about it. If you think, oh man, I don't know what I'm going to be doing in six months, in a year. I don't know if I'm still going to be freelancing. I don't know if I'm still going to be doing this. Well, then obviously you haven't decided and that wavering sort of indecision is going to be conveyed to the people who know us best. So once you've made that decision internally and you are committed to doing whatever it is you want to do, and also keep in mind, you don't have to get super rigid about it. It doesn't mean that you have to say, oh, I am an email marketing copywriter. I'm a conversion copywriter. You don't have to get super granular about it, but maybe it's something like, you know, I am a comedy writer or I am a uh, editorial writer. You can leave it general based on your skills and what you're really passionate about and interested in. And then you change what it is you actually do for your clients within that over time, because we're all evolving. We are all constantly growing and learning and having new experiences with clients and projects and ourselves. Life is changing. Circumstances are changing. You need to have that flexibility built into it. And that is true for people who work W2 jobs as well but you do need to decide that you are a business, that you are serious, and that you are going to specialize in generating an independent income for yourself based on your particular skill set. Once you've made that decision, then how do you respond to statements like, when are you going to get a real job? And what do you do exactly? I get these all the time from my friends and family members who a lot of them have just stopped asking over the years, but the, what do you do exactly? That one comes up a lot. And especially for people who are younger, maybe you're in your early twenties and your parents are still very much in this mindset that, oh, maybe she'll, you know, wise up and return to such and such path and she'll get a job, a good job with the government or the county or, or whatever, or when are you going to get a real job? These questions might come up and don't let them derail you. First of all, you have a real job. Own that. Just because it's one that you created does not make it not real. Then in addressing, explaining what it is you do and correcting these misconceptions about how serious or stable you are in your profession, it depends on your relationship with your family members and your friends. But one thing that tends to work well in any scenario is to give them an example. For instance, if you're a writer, you can say, have you ever read a blog post or gone to Google for answers? I write the content that you see there. Start super basic and explain it as if they're five years old. If you're a designer, you can say, hey, you know those cute little mom and pop shops in town? I design logos and branding for businesses like those. You don't have to say that, you know, you write for crazy huge brands like Coca-Cola and McDonald's or whatever. That's not the point. It's giving them something to anchor into, give them something that they can relate to. Then tell them about a project that you've worked on recently. Tell them about a client that you've helped. Let them see your excitement. 
not only will that reinforce the message that you're serious about what you're doing, but also it'll show them that you're in this for the long haul, that you're good at what you're doing, and that you have a real impact on businesses that you work with. Now, if you're really trying to get buy-in and understanding from people around you, then the worst thing that you could do for yourself is to clam up about what you do. Instead, get excited, get proud, and get specific. Now, another part of this question is, what if you're married and your spouse has a traditional W-2 job and you're trying to get his or her buy-in and support while also acknowledging, like a responsible partner, that there will be some financial ups and downs while you grow your business? Again, relate it to something that they can understand. For instance, my husband started working for FedEx when he was 18. He started in a small part-time hourly role and he worked his way up early in his career with FedEx. He had multiple jobs. He was working not just at FedEx, but he had other jobs around the city when we lived in San Diego. And he, he had to do that in order to make money. If you're just starting out in your freelance business and your business is making your spouse or your partner or your loved one doubt, then tell them that this is exactly like when anyone is starting out in their career. Of course, there are going to be long hours and difficult moments, but if you stick it out when it's something you're truly committed to and you care about, that's the same thing for a W-2 job or whether you're building your own business. And just like an early stage employee, Maybe you're bouncing around in different roles a bit and trying to find what's right for you. Just like an early stage employee, maybe you're still trying to find the right niche, the right clients, the right fit for you. This is so common in the traditional employment world. And yet when we do it as freelancers, we're looked at as floundering or we don't know what we want in life. We don't know what we're doing. Oh, that business, it's its not real. She's, you know, she's just goofing off. She doesn't know what she wants. She's just trying to be that, you know, laptop nomad, laptop lifestyle on the beach kind of thing. We're always looked at as if we're doing something different than what someone with a quote unquote real job, which really just means someone is giving you a job. Someone is employing you. They do the same thing. The difference, of course, is that you get to move way faster than an employee. You get to blow through trial and error as fast as you want to, because there's no one giving you orders or holding you back. There's no one telling you that you have to have five years of experience before you can get a promotion. There's no one telling you what your salary is. You get to decide all of that. So really what it comes down to is that you will move as fast as you can figure things out. And I guarantee you that'll be a lot faster than anyone in the W2 world can move. Keep in mind that the world of freelancing and self-employment is foreign to most people. It's certainly the way of the future and the gig economy is growing at an alarming rate, but the traditional time for wages model is deeply ingrained in Western culture. And that goes for a lot of our family and friends. It's going to take some time for people to understand your way of life. 
And it's really that, isn't it? It's a way of life. It's a commitment. It's a lifestyle. It's deeply tied to your personal values, your desires, your goals, and it's fucking important. So treat it like it is. If you treat it like it's important, if you treat it like it's a way of life, then people will get it. The last thing I'll say on this is if someone just isn't getting it, maybe they're not willing to. If someone refuses to be supportive, it's probably because they're seeing you do things that they only wish that they could do. And remember that you don't need someone's permission or approval to do what you're doing. And you don't need their negativity either. If someone is really bringing you down and sucking the life out of you, when you want to be excited and enthusiastic about your independent career, then cut them out. If it's an unsupportive friend, then that's an oxymoron. You shouldn't have any unsupportive friends. Say goodbye and part ways. If it's a family member you can't part with, then draw a line. Don't talk to them about your career if they're not willing to hear about it and be supportive. Give it your best effort at first, of course, but also recognize that someone, when someone won't budge and when it's more detrimental to you to keep pushing than to just let go of getting their support, that's when it's time to just say, you know what, we need to agree to disagree and move on. Ultimately, staying the course and getting others to understand the commitment and the challenges and the ups and downs, it all comes down to really you doing that. You need to commit. You need to understand that there will be ups and downs as you're building your freelance career, and it's going to be a constantly evolving thing. Your business is an extension of you. And you are not a static entity. You are not a robot. You are not something that appeared into this world in the form and shape that you are and with the thoughts and experiences that you have and will not change. That's not how life works. Your business is an extension of you. And if you are growing and changing and evolving, and if you are going through different life experiences and circumstances, then your business will evolve too. If you're able to communicate that to someone, and let them know that the beauty of the work that we do as independent income generators, ooh, tripped over that one, didn't I? Independent income generators is that because our business is an extension of us, we are able to mold and shape it to whatever we need it to be given what we're going through in life and what our priorities are. If you explain it in that context, the challenges and the ups and downs of being a freelancer, not only do they make sense in the context of, hey, this is what traditional W-2 employees go through as well, but also it gives that sense of control back to you as the business owner. No longer are you at the mercy of a job that's demanding so much of your time and asking you to come in on weekends and take your work home with you and work long hours. And, you know, maybe they can or cannot pay you overtime. That's not your life. That's not what you're choosing for yourself. You are choosing something that is going to be able to be completely customized to you and what you want your life to look like. And if at this point in your career, you are choosing to work long hours and figure this out, then you will move fast. 
Now, it doesn't mean that you have to work long hours, but that's often what our spouses and our friends and our family see and get concerned about. They see the long hours. They see the question marks and the stress on our faces, but really that's just us sorting things out. And like I said, the beauty of being an independent income generator and being self-employed as opposed to being an employee is that you can move as fast as you can figure things out. So let those instances, those stressful moments, those ups and downs, let those come and let those go. And remember to focus on what you're getting out of every experience. And if you can communicate that to the people around you of, oh yeah, you know, this client, they pulled the plug on this project and yeah, I lost that revenue and man, that really sucks. But what I learned from that is X, Y, Z. And I'm going to apply that to making sure that the next client that I get and the next one and the next one is bound by this statement in my service agreement or has this particular quality or is in this particular industry or is looking for this particular kind of relationship. You are taking all of these ups and downs and you are applying them to build a healthier, happier, more profitable business model. So thank you again to the member of our Chiron community who sent me this question. I hope this episode has been helpful for you guys. Being a freelancer in a W-2 household and in a W-2 world, it's not always easy, but really it just gets, it takes getting people to understand your commitment to yourself. And once they see that, once they see the spark in your eyes and your passion for what you're doing and your commitment to a particular way of life instead of personal values, like freedom and autonomy and self-sovereignty, they'll get on board. Thanks for listening. Hey, Ray here again. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe and rate us in your favorite podcasting platform. Want to be a guest on the show or know someone who has an amazing story of entrepreneurship? Apply on our website at chironconsulting.us forward slash podcast.